96.5 KLH, good morning. Dave and Doreen, Marcus too, the morning KLH. Time to welcome our green and gold insider, Jason Wildy to the broadcast. Good morning, Jason Wildy. How are you doing today? Surprised you guys still have me on, frankly. Why? Why is that? Because I told you guys that I would be stunned if they lost mm-hmm. the Lions. And quite frankly, as I asked Aaron Rodgers, you guys get what you deserved. Mm-hmm. And they did. Mm-hmm. And he admitted they did. Oh, man. Did, so, did they ever? It's just, how does Quay Walker and Rasul Douglas, how do they do what they did in that game? <laughs> These egregious penalties that they took, which cost the Packers 10 points, not to mention Matt LaFleur going for it on fourth down early in the game where he didn't make it on that Alan Lazard play. But don't you put this on the coach's shoulders? Let me explain. If those guys had any fear of retribution, if they were afraid of their coach in the least little bit, there's no way Quay Walker pushes. Why did he push somebody from the training staff? And then Rasul Douglas walking down the line to touch the ball. I just don't understand it. How do, how do they play a whole season and do stupid stuff like that at the end? Yeah, so uh, let, me, let me try and explain all of it as best I can. Okay. Um, it was all stupid. Mm-hmm. How's that? Right. Um, Perfect. So, yeah. so, so the, the decision on fourth down, um, first of all, is, is again, and the Lions came in here saying, you know, they don't respect us. Aaron Rodgers doesn't respect us. I saw the Lions social media team put uh, TikTok together of all of, you know, kind of the things that Rodgers said over the weeks leading up to this. Um, well, going for it on fourth down in that situation and then calling such a, like, if you're going to run that play, then run it to Christian Watson who's fast, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that seemed just ridiculous. All right, so that's one. It just... Showed it, you, you didn't respect the lines. You, you're like, hey, we can do this, and hey, if we don't get it, we'll stop them because their offense stinks. Uh, <laughs> but it gave away three points, right? Mm-hmm. It handed them three points. So then the Rasul Douglas thing. Now, I talked to Rasul after the game, and I said, why did you knock the ball out of there? And he said, you know, that's not why I got the penalty, right? And I said, yeah, I know, because then you pissed 70 off, he shoved you, and then you slapped him in the face. And then they threw the flag. Mm-hmm. He's like, right. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so why just swipe at the ball? And he said, I didn't want them to get a free kick to use to figure out how the wind was at that end and everything else. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a reasonable, logical explanation, right? Like, it's, uh, it's not a great explanation, but I understand your reasoning. But then when you have to expect one of those offensive linemen to be irritated with you, and you can't smack them in the face mask, which, by the way, why anyone in football ever hits anybody in the face mm. when that person is wearing a, a helmet and a mask, I have no idea. Right. The Quay Walker thing, and, and quite frankly, I, I say this cautiously because if it gets back to him, he's going to shove me next. <laughs> but he's a child. I mean, he's a rookie, and this is, uh, this is not the first time, this is the second time, mm-hmm. okay? Right. Because it happened in Buffalo with the practice squad guy, who was trying to help him up. And I, here is my theory on this, and I learned this from Twitter, of all places. When Remember when, after the Michigan-Wisconsin game, Juwan Howard went berserk? Right. There, are, there is this unwritten 
manly code, which I clearly am not macho enough to follow, uh, don't you ever put your hands on me. Like, guard, like, put his hand on Howard's arm to try and slow him down so he could talk to him about his late-game strategy, and that's what made Juwan Howard really mad. And I learned from the responses I got to my take on that that there's a bunch of dudes out there who don't effing touch me is their kind of mantra. Okay. And if you look at the two Quay Walker things that happened when he got ejected both times, which I can't believe I'm saying that a player was ejected twice in the same season, because I think I've seen guys ejected maybe three times in my career before him. Mm-hmm. His theory is, don't put your hands on me. And that trainer, and, and I think that's preposterous, by the way. Like, the guy didn't shove him. The guy didn't elbow him. He literally tried to slide him over so he could get to a guy that might have had a concussion. Right. And in the wake of the stuff that happened last Monday, you would think that when it comes to athletic trainers, you probably want to let them through to do their job. No kidding. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the idea that he reacted that way, he overreacts to people touching him, evidently. And by the way, you're a rookie. I get it. But it's game 17. You already did this once. The fact that you don't learn from your previous mistakes and you're reactionary like that, I think that's just pathetic. So are we and everybody else making too much out of Aaron's refusal to trade jerseys after the loss? In other words, is is that really it for him, or is it a possibility? What's your sense? It's a possibility because he's certainly not keeping that jersey because he played so well or because the team played so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he try, he kind of tried to brush it off after the game uh, as – well, you know, there are certain jerseys that are special that it's not necessarily that you want to keep them, but if you're going to give them as a gift. I thought he was completely unconvincing. Like, I don't think he's played his last down of football, personally. Um, I know he said he could walk away from $59 million. I know he said he could walk away having his last pass thrown as a Packer, be just like Brett Favre's last pass as a Packer, an interception. Mm-hmm. Um I don't personally believe either of those things, but he has created in his own mind, and and I asked him flat out, has anyone in the organization explicitly told you that they're not sure if they want you back next year, or is that your own thought? And he said that's his own thought. So, again, I would think if you look at the totality of this season and you watched him play, you don't think that he's fallen off the table. All right, so you knowing Aaron, what I want to know what you think. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that he's ready to stop playing football. Um, but do you think I he'll understand. stay with the Packers? Uh, to me, so Tausch keeps telling me not to. He calls it "take the cheese, fall for this." Fall, mm-hmm. you know, Beverly Hills Cop, fall for the banana and tailpipe. Um, I, I, I don't think the Packers want to move on from him. But I think the Packers face a really difficult decision of are you ready to tear this thing down to the studs and start a real true rebuild with Jordan Lovett quarterback, two really good young receivers, but move on from Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, perhaps Alan Lazard, David Bakhtiari, Mason Crosby, and just you know, the, the Bears go into this offseason not only with the number one overall pick, they also do it with $100 million in cap space. Wow. I mean, they can 
completely retool their team. Uh, the Packers don't have that cap situation. So I personally don't think the Packers want to move on from. And I keep hearing in my ear, ringing in my ear, something that Goody said to us when we talked to him during the bye week, which is the only time we've talked to him since training camp. And that was, I learned a long time ago when I first set foot in this building, that when you have a great quarterback, all the stuff you have to put up with, it's worth it. I think there's a lot to put up with with Aaron Rodgers. I think he feels that way. Mm-hmm. But if he's telling himself that, that would indicate to me that he realizes that it's worth it in the end. Now, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 12 years. Uh, not many old quarterbacks other than Tom Brady have won Super Bowls late in their career. Peyton Manning won one. That's pretty much the list. The only thing I would say is I was a little surprised. Rodgers basically threw Goody under the bus for not sufficiently replacing Devontae and relying on Watson and Dobbs. And he threw LaFleur under the bus by saying, you know, that the last three play calls stung, but we've still got to execute. So he basically complained about the play calling leading to the interception, and he basically complained about the personnel work leading to their offense not being very good. That's the kind of stuff you say when you're leaving. Yeah, no Mm -hmm. kidding. So when we distance ourselves after this loss, how will we best define this season? Was it the first half where it was all the hype and then the letdown? Was it the second half where we had this amazing final push? Or was it the final game against the Lions itself? Well, Marcus, I think the final game against the Lions shows this team's true colors, right? I mean, if you, you know, and I said this to Tausch because he was very confident and, you know, I was too. I'm not putting it on him. But I did mention, are we, are we getting a little too high on what they've done the last four games when you really look at they beat a Bears team that now has the number one overall pick and had the worst record in the league. They beat a Rams team that wasn't in any way the defending Super Bowl champions anymore. Like, they were missing all their best players that night. They beat a Miami team that was up 20-10 to 10 on them, and then their quarterback, as it turned out, suffered a concussion. They never scored again, and he threw three interceptions on the last three possessions Miami had. And then you beat a Vikings team, which I think was a, they're a fraud themselves, but you did get off to a fluky fast start with a 105-yard kickoff return and a 75-yard pick-six return to go up 14-3, to three and your offense had as many points as it had yards without having done anything. So did we maybe get fooled into thinking, hey, they finally figured it out? I think we did. I think the team we saw last night and the team that we saw for much of the season was the team that these guys actually were. And that's why, you know, I, I said, I asked, asked Rodgers if they got what they deserved, and, and he couldn't, I mean, he flat out acknowledged that that's exactly what happened. Jason, what's the plan for this? Are they already cleaning out their lockers today? They are. So uh, they clear out their lockers at 11.05. And then Matt LaFleur talks at 5 o'clock, which okay. is not ideal for sixth-grade girls' basketball practices. <laughs> but um, that is the fair way. Yeah, that's, I mean, I am always, and obviously I've been through a lot of these, but the abruptness of the way the season ends is crazy. Like, you know, 24 hours ago, we're talking about how it's win and they're in. Everything is lined up. Seattle then 
later in the afternoon goes out and wins, right? Mm-hmm. To give the Lions theoretically less to play for. And now, at 11 o'clock today, they're going to be cleaning out their lockers and they're all gone. <laughs> That's it. Uh, like, it's a ghost town. Tumbleweeds will be fluttering through the locker room. LaFleur will talk and then... It's over. That's it. Mm. It's unbelievable. Well, we will check in with you later in the week, though. We'll talk a little NFL playoffs with you as well. Thank you for the time. Thanks for the insight. We appreciate it. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wildy, co-host of Wildy and Tausch on ESPN, and also three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year. Brought to you by DJ's Transmissions, serving Milwaukee for over 40 years, and also brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solutions for chronic joint pain, QC Kinetics. Jason Wilden, part of the Morning KLH.